Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to my Good Nanny Radio, MGN Radio, the best show on Blog Talk Radio for family information and entertainment. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, and welcome to MGM Radio. I am your host, Miss Tossie, and today is Tuesday, February 16th, and I'm super excited about today's show. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. Um, Thanks to everyone for tuning in um, and listening last week. Oh, my God, we got the stats. Over 8,000 listeners listened to Alexander Ali, who, like I said last week, by the way, is going to be at our Dare to Aspire conference 51 days, I think, 51 days away, our conference in Atlanta, OMG, our sixth conference. But Alexander Lee was so amazing. And, again, you can check all our shows on Blog Talk Radio, MGN Radio. Now, for those of you who might not have heard of MGN Radio, we are the number one show on Blog Talk Radio for family information and entertainment. We interview moms, dads, celebrities, authors, everyday people, and our mission is to share knowledge. So today I'm excited. My guest, Dr. Myla Bennett, she is a plastic surgeon and CEO, and um, I love the fact that I'm going to be chatting with her because as a mom, okay, who hasn't thought about, like, plastic surgery, right? (laughs) I'm so glad that I get to chat with her, and um, I'm going to give her her fabulous MGN introduction. So now I want everybody, like I always say, to grab a pen and piece of paper. And Dr. Mahler, if you're on, press 1, so I'll know that you're the one on the phone line and I can connect you. Um, But like I tell everyone who tunes into the show, Grab a pen and paper because, again, you're going to have a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of information, and you're going to learn, I promise you. Okay, so Dr. Myla Bennett is one of John Creek's newest plastic surgeons. Um, she is a skilled skincare expert, and she's a founder of Era Bella Plastic Surgery in John Creek, Georgia. She has several years of experience in the industry. She performs plastic surgery procedures with the goal of enhancing patients' natural beauty. Um, She studied at the University of Michigan at Ann Arbor, and she has a degree in biology, of course, and then went on to do residencies in medical school. And she not only does that, but she also is a very um, skillful businesswoman. Like I said, she owns her own um, practice, and that is, amazing. She was honored with the Samuel L. Rouser Research Fellowship Award by Ohio State University, as well as she's received many numerous recognitions for her surgery excellence. And if you're a mom like me, you care about this. She is board certified. So she is certified by the American Board of Plastic Surgery. And so we're really, really excited to have her on the show. Now, let me go and make sure she's there. Okay, great. Okay, hold on. Let me pay a bill, and I'll be right back to connect Dr. Myla Bennett. One sec. We'll be right back. MGM Radio. Stay tuned. Hair Yum is the fastest-growing vegan hair care product on the market. Hair Yum can transform your hair with one wash. 
cleansed with no harsh chemicals, sulfates, or detergents. The Hair Yum Collection is available now at HairYum.com. Take the challenge. Go vegan. Get Hair Yum at HairYum.com. That's H-A-I-R-Y-U-M.com. Your hair will thank you for it. All right, we are back with MGM Radio with Dr. Myla Bennett. Let me see if I can connect her. Hi, Dr. Myla. Is that you? Hello. Yes, it's me. How are you? Hey, I'm fabulous. I'm amazing. (laughs) Thanks for being on the show. (laughs) Thank Thank you for having me. Well, like I tell everybody, you know, it's 30 minutes. It goes by very fast, and we want to get into it. The show is live recorded, so hi to all our listeners that might be recording later. So let's get into it, right? You're a surgeon. Take us through your background, like how you got to be where you are. So it's been kind of a long road to get to this day. Um, I started my journey right after high school. I went to the University of Michigan, and I was there for five years pursuing a bachelor's degree in biology. And then um, I actually did a year, um, like a post-bac program between undergraduate and medical school, and then I went on to Ohio State for medical school, and then I also did general surgery, plastic surgery, residency trainings, and then I did a fellowship, which was an additional year of unrequired training in cosmetic surgery. And that's where I, you know, developed my love for skin care and some of the cosmetic surgery procedures. And then after that, I, I took a position, a job. I went and got a job in, in Indiana, and I worked there for three years. And it was interesting because I've always been kind of a visionary. And so, you know, when I first took that job, it was it was exciting because I was glad to finally be making money and doing plastic surgery, you know, seemingly on my own. But it didn't take long before it kind of felt like um, – residency with a bigger paycheck. I wanted I, I didn't have the freedom to to grow the way I wanted to and to try different things in business the way I wanted to. So when my contract um ended, I decided to start my own practice so that I could you know sort start to live out my dream. So here I am in Atlanta starting uh, opening up my own practice in Johns Creek. Wow. Congratulations. I love that story. Thank I love you. that story. Thank you. I love it. Okay, so a lot of people, a lot of times, they've never met an African-American woman that's a surgeon, unfortunately, right? And so I love right. the fact that you're sharing your educational background and, you know, all the steps that you did to get where you are. So in opening your business, okay, let's move to plastic surgery because I, I have some questions. Okay. okay, can you share with us? Like, take us through, like, a lot of moms have always, you know, chat about liposuction. What is it? You know, how does it affect you? Can you get pregnant after you get a lipo or a tummy tuck? Can you kind of share with us what that is and how it works? Sure. So liposuction is um, a little bit less invasive than a tummy tuck. So, um, and a lot of people are candidates for liposuction, um, but often people will come in, wanting liposuction and really what they need is a tummy tuck. The real, Really the things that we pay attention to to decide if someone is um, a good liposuction candidate is what the skin on their abdomen looks like. So at the end of the day, I want you to have a pretty result. And so if someone's skin is already damaged and signs of damage is stretched out skin or skin with a lot of stretch marks on it, you know, um, and and then we go and suck all the fat out of that area, the skin won't shrink and so it'll just be hanging skin there so people like that we tend to um um direct them 
down the tummy tuck pathway. And the tummy, when you get a tummy tuck, there's actually skin removed. So the muscles are tightened back up because oftentimes after having children, the muscles of, um, of our abdominal wall will become stretched out. And so even if you did get liposuction, if your muscles are really, really stretched out, you won't really be able to get a flat stomach. And so those are some of the things we look at. So with liposuction, we're just removing fat. And then if your skin is in good shape, your skin will shrink with it. With the tummy tuck, we're removing excess skin, also tightening the muscles and any um, fat that's at the lower part of your abdomen or extra skin at the lower part of your abdomen, all that is removed so that you have a nice, flat, smooth um, belly. Wow. Wow. Well, that's good information yeah. to know. Now, what's, I know at your office, your practice, you do a mommy makeover. Could you share with us what, what that entails and how much it costs to get, to so, get that? So, yeah. So a mommy makeover is, um, it actually is different for different people what a mommy makeover would, would consist of. So basically it's usually some abdominal procedure, either liposuction or a tummy tuck or, or a combination of the two. And usually it's a breast procedure with it, like either a breast augmentation or a breast lift or a breast reduction. Um, but basically the goal of a mommy makeover is to restore your the shape of your breast, restore the the, the shape of your abdomen, after the effects of children. So that's not the same, mm-hmm. it's not the same combination of treatments for each person. But usually if you're going to be doing um, something on the abdomen and something on the breast, they usually start on the low end at about $10,000 when you consider the cost of the procedures and the OR and anesthesia fees. Um, but usually on average they're they're like between ten and ten to $18,000 is, is the average. It just depends on what that person needs, you know. Mm. Now, do you see more yeah. more like people wanting breast augmentation or breast lift, or is it now everybody's into the butt, like putting stuff, or what do you see? What's your, like, most frequent request? I see a lot of liposuction requests. I see a lot of breast augmentation requests, um, abdominal, pl- tummy tucks, abdominal plasty is a is the medical terminology for tummy tucks. Um I really and I and I, I and honestly even though I'm a surgeon I do a lot of non-surgical facial rejuvenation. So like I you know I'm a lot of my clients are people in my age range like 30s 40s. I'm in my late 30s and a lot of women will come to me after they see themselves in a picture or you know um a video and they're like is that what I look like? You know, they feel like they've changed and they don't look like themselves. They feel like they feel younger than what they look like, and they'll come to me for help in restoring, you know, their youthful appearance. And so because of my own desire to stay youthful, I've really learned a lot about non-surgical things because I can't operate on my own face. (laughs) So (laughs) I've taken a a strong liking to (laughs) non-surgical facial rejuvenation, and I do all that stuff to myself when I can. (laughs) So um, I do have a lot of that. Like there's a heavy, I have a big part of my practice that's, that's really non-surgical facial rejuvenation. So, but yes, all the things that that women um like I do have male clients, but like, you know, my biggest things are the things that that mothers and women in their 30s and 40s start to see happening that people come to me for. So, it's that's what but I that's one of the things I love about my my specialty is that, you know, I 
I have a lot of variety of things that I get to do every day, and so it never gets boring. It's always interesting. Everybody's body is different. So even though I may do three tummy tucks this week, there are three different ones, you know. So it just stays interesting for me. I love it. And I love that you said 30 to 4 because that's the exact target market of our listeners, their moms with, you know, usually two kids. They're married, educated. Um, so, right. yeah, it's it's – and I like the fact – I did not – I guess facial rejuvenations, when I think of facials, like you just go and get a facial, but can you explain a little bit more about what you do when, when you talk about facial re- rejuvenation and what does it cost? So that that is a lifestyle thing. So we're you know, when I oh. when I see someone for a surgical when I see someone for a surgical request you know, that person comes, they get their surgery, and once they're recovered from it, I may not see them anymore for five or ten years until something else starts falling, you know. But with facial rejuvenation, it's really like it's a way of life. So you, you, the best thing is to start those things before you have problems, but usually that's not what happens. People will show up when they see things that they don't like. And so I am very aggressive with skincare regimens. Um, I use medical-grade skincare, so it's like prescription-grade skincare that um, has dramatic um, improvements. And so it helps with fine lines and wrinkles and keeping your skin tight. And for African-Americans, the, the you know, we may not get wrinkles, but as we get older, our skin gets darker and darker and more uneven complexion. And so, you know, we're wearing all this makeup and concealers and all these things to to make our complexion even and high blemishes. And so um, I'm really all about... Um, creating a situation where you only need makeup for special occasions or, you know, not you don't have to be every day putting on a full face to cover up all these blemishes. You could just do the fun stuff like lip gloss and lashes, you know. So so it's all like it's procedures, um, non-surgical procedures and skincare that I really encourage in order to keep yourself looking youthful. I love it. I love it. Because, you know, a lot of people, Dr. Um, Myla, would think that, okay, she's a plastic surgeon, she's one of the top plastic surgeons in the country, that you would be pushing, you know, surgery, surgery, surgery. So you do push no. more lifestyle. And yeah, I don't really, and, and like that. it's interesting that you use that, 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 I mean, that verb, push, because I really don't push people into anything, honestly. I My goal is for people to smile when they look in the mirror for people to be happy with their appearance because we all we have better days when we like the way we look when you get your hair done you get up out of that chair look in the mirror and think you're all cute you go you know you sashay out of there standing taller feeling better (laughs) and so i you know and that's just from getting your hair done you know and so i know what it feels like to not feel like yourself like i'm a mom too you know, after I had my children, I felt like I still feel like I haven't gotten myself back after I had children as far as my body and stuff like that. So I have the same insecurities that other women have. And, you know, I just want to make people feel like themselves again. So I don't really push anything on anybody, but I'm going to I'm going to start with the least invasive thing we can do to make you happy. And we can build from there if that's not quite enough. But I'm not I never try to push people and people who have met me or patients who have interacted with me will tell you that I'm very honest about what people need if someone asks me for something and I don't think they need it I won't do it you know I'll you know I just I'm not I'm not a plastic surgery factory my goal is to have people smiling and happy with you know with with how they look with the least invasive thing possible to get them there so you know I have many things in my in my 
and my little magic hat to pull out to make people happy. And so I don't have to cut on everybody to do that. So then I don't. I love it. Hey, I love it. And y'all check out your pictures are gorgeous, by the way. I guess thank you. My sister always says, represent your brand. <laughs> so yes, I'm a consumer of what I sell. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and please check out, and say, say the name, is it Adarabella? Adarabella. 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 How did you come up with that name? How did you come up with the name? So that name is interesting. I initially wanted to name the place Bella. Cause everyone knows Bella means, like, beautiful yes. or pretty in Italian yes. and Spanish. And so yep. I wanted it to be, like, you know, pretty. And so then um, that name was kind of taken. So um, then I changed, and I looked up a bunch of words in different languages that also meant pretty, and um, Adara was the prettiest word that I saw <laughs> that meant pretty. <laughs> so then I changed it to Adara. And then um, I have a business coach, and I, we were talking through the name, and she's like, I like that name, I like that name. But, you know, like, she's like, what about Bella Adara or Adara Bella? And when she said Adara Bella, it was like, something went through me. I'm like, oh, my God, that's perfect, especially because I'm all about inner and outer beauty. Like, I'm always trying to make my patients feel beautiful. And if you look at my website, you'll see it, that my goal is to make my patients feel their most beautiful. And it doesn't matter. I can do the most perfect surgery ever. If the person is broken on the inside, they won't love it. And so I always start there. So So the name encompasses both things, inner and outer beauty. Pretty, pretty is what it means. <laughs> pretty, pretty. I love it. I love it. And shout out, speaking of coaches and everything, shout out to Ebony Porter E.K. for the connection, um, She's you awesome. know, connecting us. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now as we're going to shift gears more. Time, time always okay. flies, but I want to get all my questions. Thanks for everybody that's in the chat room and on the phone line. And I did see a couple of questions, so I will try and ask. Actually, let me ask this one. Everybody's talking okay. about butt plants um, and yes. how so many women are injecting stuff into their butts, you know, and yes. some of them are even dying. We hear about that. Yes. Talk about, yes, like, yes, yes. if a woman does want to get more um, African-like features, you know, should should they do it, you know, the cost, and what are some of the risks of butt implants or butt okay. injections? so I could literally talk about this for an hour, and this is one of my um, – this is one of the things that hurts my heart the most. And, you know, like it's one of the things that I want to teach to save people. So there's there's this huge craze about butt enlargement, you know. And people have, especially in the Atlanta market, people are doing so many unsafe things to get their their behinds large like that because the cost of that surgery by a board-certified plastic surgeon is, is expensive. Like you're usually spending – anywhere from eight to $20,000 to get that procedure. And so people call my office all the time and say, how much for fat transfers to the butt? They call all the time. And it bothers me when people, when the deciding factor for who they allow to do the procedure is the cost. Because if you go and choose the lowest bidder, you are almost always in the hands of the least experienced person and the person who has the highest chance of killing you. So we shouldn't be going to hotel rooms to get random things injected into our backsides. I'm positive that anybody who's injecting something into you in a non-medical setting is injecting things that shouldn't be put in a human body. So then when that becomes infected, that can kill you. When they inject it into a vein by mistake, it will kill you. And so this is how people die, you know. You want to – it's nothing wrong with desiring that form. 
It's just the the problem, and this is where the inner inner beauty thing comes into play. If you have love for yourself, you won't be so desperate to do things that can hurt you just to get a physical form. And there's, it's just, it makes me so sad because there's so many people going to people who aren't qualified to do these procedures. And just because someone's a doctor doesn't mean that they're qualified to do these procedures. So, you know, there's many doctors, especially in the Atlanta market, who aren't surgeons at all, especially not plastic surgeons, um, that are doing these procedures because they just want to make money. And patients, a lot of times, they feel like they've done their research, and they don't know that the person they're going to has never even been in an operating room ever. And so here they are doing these advanced surgical procedures on people, and they don't even have basic surgical training. And what you end up with is people being hurt or, even worse, killed. So people have died at the hands of doctors and non-doctors in this whole fat transfer to the butt craze. You know, and so I just urge people, you know, people ask all the time, are are you board certified or are you board certified? And many doctors can say, yes, I'm board certified, but it's not that you're board certified, it's what you're board certified in that matters. So I can be, say I'm board certified, but be board certified in internal medicine, family practice, emergency medicine. That's not a plastic surgeon. And so when people die oftentimes, it's, it's it's in those settings where, they think they're in the hands of a capable person, and they're not. So I just warn people to look for the the actual words plastic surgeon, not cosmetic surgeon, um, next to somebody's title because um, wow. that, that at least lets you know you're with a plastic surgeon because it's, people have it. really been getting – I've heard about so many things the last um, year or so, so many instances of people dying at the hands of doctors and non-doctors who weren't plastic surgeons who were doing these procedures. And they're very they're very high-level procedures. Like, it's a lot of – there's a lot of nuances and subtleties that the layperson or even the non-plastic surgeon wouldn't understand that's happening there. It's not just it's not just sucking some fat out and pushing it back in. There's a, there's a lot more to it than that. And so I just want people to be safe because at the end of the day, when you get cosmetic surgery, you should come out smiling in the end. This is supposed to be a happy experience, so you just need to be safe so that you come out on the other side smiling, you know. So I love it. That's, that's my spiel on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we could have another show just about I that. I could talk about that for days. Like, there's just so much that I hear and see that breaks my heart. And people, like, I just had someone recently come in to, for me to fix um, their backside from, you know, a treatment they got from someone else. You know, it's like when you're when you're looking for the lowest price point, you're, you don't save money. You, you can lose your life or you end up somewhere else for someone to fix it. And when, it, when people fix it, they, it costs more to get it fixed than it does to get it done the right way the first time. You know, so you're not, you don't want to cut corners with the only body that you have. It's just not a good idea because everything can't be fixed. Some of these things that people inject into folks that's not their own fat, you can't do anything about it. You know, depending on what was done, you we may not even be able to fix it. So you might be stuck like that forever. So you just want to be careful and just be safe. Be safe. You heard it first, Dr. Bennett. She's giving out, <laughs> dropping some knowledge. Listen up, especially young girls or moms with teenagers and you see all these, mm-hmm. you know, fake people and you want to, oh, I want this, I want that. You know, be very careful. Mm-hmm. Your life is at stake. Now, I have life, a question yes. from um, a person. They said they're in their 70s. They want to look young. Um, do you recommend a facelift was the question. 
um, for like older it women depends. that just want to. Yeah. It depends. Um, th- um, facelifts are usually done on people that are in their 60s or 70s. That is one surgery that is often done on on the older population. But it just depends on how healthy that person is because, you know, with, with cosmetic surgery procedures, you have to be in tip-top shape for, for um, most plastic surgeons to even touch you. So, if you're healthy, oh, I didn't know that. 70-something, oh, you, you absolutely. Be, but that's the thing about, you have to be in good shape, yeah. But when you go to people who aren't plastic surgeons, that's not the case. They'll operate on anybody. <laughs> if, if, if your end game is money, if your end game is money, you could care less if the person's in good shape or not. When you're in game, like my end game, like of course I want to make money. I'm not going to, that would be that would be silly to say I didn't. But that's not what drives me every day. That's not what makes me get up in the morning and come to my office and work until midnight sometimes it's not money you know but when people are chasing money doctors are not doctors um you know they'll do that they'll they'll do surgery on people who aren't in the best shape and that is usually the setting where people end up dying you know so if the person's in their 70s and they're a healthy 70 um a facelift is something that may be an option it just depends on what they look like because some people there's lots of things that um that we can offer that is non-surgical that will make them look more youthful. There's lots of non-surgical things for the face, lots of them. So, you know, some people yes and some people no. It's not necessary. Some people no. Now, do you do free consultations where somebody may be listening to the show? In the month of February, I do. In the month of February, I have free consultations, but then beyond that, they won't be free. Okay, so February. We're running a special this February. month. February, go, go to John. Yes, they better call if they and, want a free and, consultation. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Joe, go and see. Wow, wow, five minutes. I told you all the show always flies by, and you've been so, so much knowledge, but i got to try and get in a couple more questions. Now, your okay. wife, your mom, um, now talk mm-hmm. about, is your, is your husband in the medical field as well? How do you balance No, he's not. A mom? Okay, okay. It's hard. It's really hard, and it's harder now that I have a business because when I just had a job and my paycheck was the same no matter how much I went to work, whether I took yep. a day off or not, I got the same paycheck, you know, then it was different. But now, you know, it's it's a lot to juggle the things. But you know what? I'm a mother first, and in my office I have all these rooms, but the first room that was furnished was my my son's room. I have They have an office. They're two and five, and they have – a space in here that's theirs so that way if I'm here late, they can be here and be comfortable, you know. So that's a way for me to be able to have them near me even if I can't be, you know, at home. Um, but it's 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 a balance, and I have to carve out time for them, you know, to make sure that they – I don't want kids that grow up and, like, they just have things financially, but they don't have – they don't – I don't know them and they don't know me. So I make – I just try to make time for them every day, you know, so that they – so that we have a real relationship and not just a mommy buy them some new shoes situation. That's right. That's right. That's yeah, right. So. Now, what would you say in in your practice? What would you say has been the biggest challenge, and how did you kind of work around that? The biggest challenge has been the behind the scenes stuff that happens in a doctor's office. So, all the time, you know, all the jobs I've had prior to this, you know, I walk into an established practice and I just go in and see patients and walk out, hand them the chart, and everybody does the stuff that happens behind the scenes to make things happen. Well, when you're starting from scratch, <laughs> you know, I'm figuring out things that people did for me that I didn't even know they were doing until something, you know, isn't 
ideal here with flow, you know, because, you know, I just had it at my, it was always, it was always there. So really learning the, the actual business of, of having a practice has been the biggest challenge, but it's also been fun because like I said, now I can come up with an idea and implement it the same day. I don't have to wait for this board and that meeting and this approval to do anything, you know, and so I've been growing very rapidly because I have been free to to try the things that I want to try. So it's been challenging in a wonderful way. Wow, you are doing excellent. You are. Do- I mean, I could talk Thank to you, you for like another thirty minutes. I, mean, <laughs> I just, I love. But I wanted another mom in our chat room. She, you know, was saying, "How did you even know?" Because of course, everybody's trying to convince their kids to like math and science. Like, how? What made you say, "I want to be a a, do- a surgeon"? Like, did your parents encourage you? Like, how did that happen? No. Nope. Nope, it was internal. Like I when I was I always like I was always a nerd. I'm still a nerd. I'm just I just try to be like the Beyonce of nerds. <laughs> so I've always loved <laughs> I've always loved math and science and I've always loved pretty stuff. I've always loved fashion. I've always loved art. I've always I mean, I joined a gym when I was in residency that was like $150 a month even though I was broke just because it was pretty. Like I've always liked pretty oh, stuff. Wow. You know, so this was just, you know, a combination of science and Art, it was perfect. You know, it was literally what I was born to do. I don't know. I just always knew I wanted to be a doctor. And when I was in high school is when I, like, said, I think I want to be a plastic surgeon because I thought, I thought they were magicians. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's just magical, like, what the, like how people just – how they can just change stuff like that, things that just seem so messed up and they'll make it look normal. And so that's where my, my, um, my desire for that – career came from but I always wanted to be a doctor ever since like fourth grade I knew I wanted to be a doctor amazing that is amazing well Dr. Myla Bennett I appreciate you on MGM radio thank you this has been so much fun we have like 30 seconds left please tell our listeners how they can get how they can reach you you can reach me on my website www.adera.com also on Instagram, I have Dr. Myla um, and Adarabella, as well as on Facebook, Twitter, and Periscope, Dr. Myla. So I'm everywhere. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, y'all. See y'all tomorrow at MGM Radio. We're talking domestic violence tomorrow on our show. And thank you, Dr. Myla, for tuning in and joining us. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. <laughs>